We are back with Carolina Hurricanes 2021-2022 season report cards. And in today's episode, it is time to take a look at Tavo Teravainen's season this year. Where did he stack up for me? Where did he stack up for the listeners? Find out in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes. Your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of this lovely Monday afternoon. And follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I'd like to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And we are back with handing out the season report cards for the Carolina Hurricanes. In the last one, we did Sebastian Ajo. Before that, we did the team as a whole. And in today's episode, it is time to take a look at Tavo Teravainen. For me, he had a really, really good season. I really didn't have a whole lot of negative for me with him. And for me, I personally, I give him an A on the season. I thought he had a really good season. Like I said, not a whole lot of negative for me. You guys, the listeners, 58.3% gave him a B. And only 33.3% gave him an A. Uh, there's some other votes in there. Uh, but you know, I, I don't agree with that. I, I do not. And I think that it is honestly freshness from the playoff elimination. And the fact that Tavo isn't a goal scorer. I, I think that's where a lot of the... That comes in there as far as folks giving him a B on the season rather than an A. Like I said, personally, I don't agree with it. It wasn't a perfect season by any means. And there's obviously some room for improvement. He had some yeah, moments uh, where yeah, he didn't look the best throughout the season. But as a whole, I thought he had a really good season and a good playoff as well. And... You know, diving into the positives for him, like I said, you know, he, it was a lot of positive. I didn't have a whole lot of negative with him. And, you know, first off, you know, I thought he had a really great bounce back season from injury because last season he played like, what, 20, 21 games. This year he played almost all of them. I want to say he played like 72, something like that. Uh, but he played the large majority of the games this year. And like I said, you know, he 
played really well and I think you know had you know very much like some of these other guys uh like Sebastian Ajo and some of these other ones had he played had he not gotten COVID he very well could have played all 82 games this year he played 77 total games this year and like I said, he bounced back really well. He's obviously still a great playmaker. And like I said, you know, he stayed relatively healthy this year. Like I said, a little bit of COVID issues there around the uh, end of 2021. But we had a lot of guys dealing with that there. We had a lot of guys. And again, he very well could have set career highs this year. Had he not gotten it, his career high in goals for a season was 23. He had 22 this year. His career high in assist is 55. You know, maybe he doesn't hit that. He finished with 43 assists on the year, which is still really, really good, of course. And so does he break that career high this year? I don't know. Probably not. But again, you know, he could have set a new career high in goals this year. He very well could have set uh, or got closer to a career high in, in total points. His career high there is 76. Also coming that 18-19 season, he finished the season with 65. So it's the second best he's had in his entire season. Uh, but, you know, he... Again, had he not gotten COVID, he very well could have set a new career high in goals, I feel. And I do think that, you know, he is a guy that the Hurricanes, he he's one that they're going to want to continue to build around. And he's part of that nucleus and core group that they constantly talk about. And... They're going to continue to expect big things out of him next year and going forward as well. And we all know he's going to deliver on that. And one thing this year that I did like is that he didn't seem as hesitant to shoot the puck. And because that has really been one of the biggest gripes against him, that is something that falls in my negatives as well is you know how little he does shoot and he's always a past first player and that's fine having you know that mentality but he does need to be able to shoot as well because hurricanes got in some slumps and we'll talk about more that more of that later but he did seem uh less hesitant to do that this year he also got his 100th goal as a Carolina Hurricane. He got his... So that is obviously really, really good. It just kind of shows how long he's been here at this point as well that he's had that. And he also led the team in the playoffs with points, with 11 points in 14 games played. He had four goals. And that's not something we really expected to see there is Tavo Teravainen leading the team in that regard. That's something we expected from like Sebastian Ajo or Andrei Sveshnikov or someone like that, not Tavo Teravainen. So obviously that is very commendable for him. Great job there. 
But again, yeah, he's not the guy that we expected to do that as well. And you know, just looking at his season as a whole, like I said, he had 65 total points, 22 goals, 43 assists. He had nine power play goals, two shorthand goals, plus 22 rating. Again, I kind of take it or leave it with uh, plus minus, but that is a really good you know rating there. And he averaged uh, almost 18 minutes on ice he had 1741 was his average and yeah he's a guy like yeah he goes out there and you know what you're gonna get from him you know you're gonna get some really good shots set up and I do think that you know we look at Tavo's season and I think it was a really really good success again yeah he's coming off of his season where he played like a little over 20 games like I said 21 22 games last year because he was dealing with being hurt so much and when he was out there he was kind of iffy but again yeah he wasn't really playing this year so for him to bounce back the way that he did was really fantastic this year and like I said not a whole lot of negative from me this year for him but we will dive into that as well as his exit interview right after this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, Athletic Greens is the one for you. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything while still tasting good. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. It supports mental clarity and alertness and One of the best things about it is Athletic Greens uses the best products based on the latest science with constant third-party iterations and third-party testing and costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew that you're always getting on the way to work. And it's also cheaper than getting all of those different supplements. You're investing in -in all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So right now, it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now we've discussed the positive from Tavo Teravine in season. Now it's time to dive into his exit interview from the other day and just hear what he had to say about this season. It was kind of hard to accept the fact you won't be playing again tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it's really disappointing. I still really can't believe it's over. I feel like just had all all the tools to move forward, but I just couldn't do it. You've been on a championship team, obviously, with, with Chicago. Did you feel like this team had all the, the quality, everything it needed to, to get to that point? Yeah, for sure. We believe that we can win, win, and uh, 
that's why it's really disappointing. Uh, just couldn't find the ways to to beat beat them. So stuff. What uh, what is this off season going to be like? I know last off season was there was a lot of change. It seemed like that was a, a something that the team wanted to do to to get to another level. Do you think that change needs to happen again, or do you think that? you're just kind of a victim of circumstance a little with, with not moving on and that maybe this group can, can, can move forward and, and advance. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Teams always, uh, not gonna probably stay the same, but, uh, I really like this team. Hopefully we can keep a lot of pieces and this team is really going forward. I think we had the same core for a long time and just getting more and more experienced and these uh, losses are really for sure making us better better too and we gotta learn from those so i think we're we're still on the right path to win the standing up for hopefully next year how do the losses make you better that? How, how do the losses make you better it's just it's tough to lose but it's sometimes just you lose you it makes you better maybe so you know what you have to do better for next time. So I don't know. Ian Cole talked about this team because he's been through it through these long stretches. He said this team needs to learn how to seize an opportunity. We were up to nothing in both series and it's on us. We didn't and there's no one else to blame but ourselves for that. Is that sort of how you look at that? Yeah, for sure. You're up to and you're going to the road. Just to kind of make sure you you get one win out of that those two road games and then we're looking in a pretty good situation and we just couldn't do it and against boston we couldn't do it against the rangers so it's it's just really on us and uh just gotta have gotta find a way to to win that one game get the get the bounces whatever it is and special team something somehow you gotta win one game and we just it's tough and i can't believe we didn't win one road game what, what did you um, think from maybe the start of the year to the end of the year about Seth and the way he grew into an NHL player and obviously showed a lot of toughness in the, in the postseason too? You know, what did you think about his year and then what, maybe what his future holds? Yeah, I'm not, not really surprised how good he played and how good he... I mean, he was good at start, but he just kept going and kept getting better. And as a young guy, it's unbelievable how... How good he played at the end of the year and just uh, he's strong and fast and everything and and he's only gonna get better so that's that's really good for us so i'm really happy for him is it encouraging speaking of guys like him but there's five or six of you that are still young and maybe not have reached your your best hockey yet is that the most encouraging thing you guys as a group have together your young core yeah, for sure. Uh, we got a lot of good young players, and they've been around the league still, even they're young. So, uh, I mean, the whole league is pretty young too. But it's just, I think our young guys still have have that experience, and um, everybody knows we we can get better, better too. So that's good. A little bit off the beaten path of the team getting their first outdoor game next year. You played in an outdoor game. What's that experience like, and how exciting is it? Yeah, that's going to be cool. That's a special game and um, it's always uh, awesome to have those those kind of games and I mean, it's still far away, but it's something for sure. Nice, nice little thing for next year.
Thank you. So listening to Tavo, he's obviously you know, got a few words. We all know, yeah, you know, he doesn't really say a whole lot. But I do think one thing you know, taking away from that is just the frustration of losing in the playoffs. I think he really said it best that this team, they had to win on the road. And it's hard to believe that they didn't win one road game this postseason. And that was a big downfall of this postseason. And, you know, we're going to dive into what negatives he had for his regular season and just season as a whole right after this quick break. The Stanley Cup Final is set and the NBA Finals are going on right now. And if you want to place your bets on any of those games, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA Championship, NHL Championship, uh, MLB scores, and of course, course the latest fighting news from mma boxing and ufc bet online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information including live betting esports and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts now as i mentioned i really didn't have a whole lot of negative for Tavo this season and it was honestly kind of hard to try to come up with something because there again there wasn't a whole lot when it came to him like Sebastian Ajo all right yeah he kind of disappeared in the playoffs that was a big negative for me there and with Tavo yes you know he did uh lead the team in points in the playoffs with 11 points but he only had four goals in 14 games and yeah, you know, as a whole in the season, yeah, you know, I did say yeah, you know, he was less hesitant when it came to shooting, which is really good for him. Again, you know, he was one goal away from tying his career high and yeah, you know, two away from breaking it. But I do think that, you know, especially you know, come playoff time, I would have liked to seen him shoot more, honestly. And because it was so obvious of just how this team's offense was struggling and you're one of the few guys that has some momentum going and has something going in the playoffs I, I would have liked to have seen him shoot a bit more and you know try to again he's not necessarily the guy that you expect to put the team on his back and you know, go down there, you know, score a bunch of goals, but we also weren't expecting him to be leading the team in playoff points either. Now, were we? No. So I would like to, I would have liked to seen him, you know, just shoot more. Again, I know that's not his style. I know that. I don't expect him to go out and have a 40 goal season or anything like that. But especially you know, going to the playoffs, I, I would have liked to seen him do a bit more when it came to actually trying to put the puck in the back of the net. And that's really it when it comes to negatives for me. And 
again, like I said, I think that is exactly why you know, the majority of the listeners gave him a B is because of the playoffs being so fresh there. And he's also a guy very much like Jacob Slavin. He's not necessarily a flashy player. He's not a Connor McDavid or a Leon Dreisad or Nathan McKinnon. Any of these guys that go out and you know, have a bunch of the highlight reel stuff. Yeah, he has it from time to time, but that's not his game. And again, I don't expect him to change his game next year and go out and be a 40-goal scorer. I don't expect that at all. I know he is going to be a pass-first guy. But again, I would like to see him, you know, if he has a really good shot lined up, take it. Don't pass the puck. Take the shot. That's my big criticism with him. And it's just don't be so hesitant to take the shot again. Like we all know, you know, he has a heck of a shot. We'll see it from time to time. But it's again, it's just one of those things. He never uses it. And on one hand, it is something that teams aren't necessarily expecting him to shoot. They're expecting him to pass. So whenever he breaks it out, you know, it's really good. But again, going back to the playoffs, Again, I think that's kind of the most thing that's you know on everyone's brain is everyone else was struggling. You were the one guy that had something going. Should have taken some more shots. And that's that's really it for me when it comes to him. I, I think he had a really good season. And going into next season, I'd like to see him continue to build off this, be able to stay healthy. He was able to do that for the most part this year. I want to see him be able to stay healthy next year. And just continue to develop his game. He had a really good season this year. I want to see that happen next year. You know, he's a guy that's been around for a long time now. Uh, if I remember correctly, he's going to be heading into his either ninth or... He's going to be heading into his 10th NHL season. I do want to see him... Again, not necessarily in the locker room, not saying he's not, but I would definitely like to see him take a step in terms of being a leader on the team as well. Very much how, like I said, Sebastian Ajo, that's what something I wanted from him this year. That's something I want from Tavo next year as well. He's, got, he's been around for, it'll be 10, 10 years now. I want to see him take that step in terms of being a leader on this team. I'm not saying he's not by any means, but I do want to see that from him next year as well. Take a, not necessarily have a letter on the front of his jersey or anything like that, but yeah, I want to see him really just stepping up next year, and again, you know, he does that stuff now, but I want to see him do it a little bit more. He's a guy, he's won a Stanley Cup. He knows what it takes, and He's been here for quite a while now. It's going to be his seventh season with the Hurricanes. Again, I want to see a little bit from him in terms of being more vocal on, on the team. That was something Sebastian Ajo said. You know, when it came to taking penalties, that maybe they should have, you know, been more vocal about calling folks out about it. And again, yeah, I, that's something I want from Sebastian. Ajo. I want that from the entire leadership group of the team. That's something I want from everyone else as well is, you know, like, hey, if someone's out there doing something stupid, like they took a dumb high-stick penalty or whatever, I want to see these guys, especially the leaders on this team, call them out. Tavo's a 
tenured vet at this point. And, I mean, he was this season now, but going into the next season, it is 10th season. He's been around for quite a while. Again, I want to see him really step up and be more vocal. Okay, I know that's not necessarily his thing, but I do think, yeah, if he's calling you out, it's big because he is so quiet. That's something I would like to see from him next year, but ultimately, you know, we just got to wait till next season now. Hurricane season is done, and now we wait. So in the meantime, make sure you follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And subscribe on YouTube. And I'll talk to you in the next episode where we hand out yet another Carolina Hurricanes report card.